Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated, the podcast that is committed to empowering you in your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Join us now for the next episode. We hope you create an incredible experience. Let's get the show started. Hey, Jim. It's a beautiful day today. Here we are on take two of the little things in sobriety as we just recorded an episode and we had some equipment malfunction. Don't um, it's definitely that. not human error. It's definitely nope. was equipment malfunction. Yep, it was equipment malfunction. So we're going to do take two. And obviously something, and I'm going to repeat what you said, is that something that we said wasn't meant to be said. So we're going to do this again. And if you're listening, understand how human we are. We were first just like, we want to make it all bad. But it's like, here's the thing. We get to do it again. And we get to talk this time about the little things that you do in recovery to create a strong recovery. Kevin, do you want to start with your first one? <laughs> I will, but first I do want to just remind everyone that if this one's better than all of the other ones, please do not message or email us and say you guys should do two takes of every single one. <laughs> right. <But laughs> hopefully it is better. If it's not, then we, we need to keep practicing. But um, yeah, my first little thing that I do to strengthen my recovery is exercise. We, you know, we recently had a podcast where we kind of talked about some of these things, but I think it's important. The feedback we received from people was they liked that, you know, they want to hear more little tips and tricks or whatever you want to use it, uh, term you want to use for it, that this on how we've been able to strengthen our recovery and kind of what we do. Yep. And so exercise is, is one of the things that is, is most important to me. And, you know, for me, it's just, it's not just about like the physical or the, the mental benefits of it and all of that. I mean, we know that that's out there. That's like scientific and all that stuff. Um, but, you know, it's just like my mind being cleared whenever I exercise. And for me, I go to the gym, you know, not everybody does that. Um, I like to go to the gym. It's kind of like my little sacred time where I'm, I'm by myself or if I'm working out with somebody, it's someone that, you know, I, I, I work out with regularly and it kind of just clears my head, puts me in the moment, keeps me healthy. Absolutely. And the one thing I think about with exercises is that oftentimes in the recovery center, you're like exercising every day and you're going for hikes and you're doing all these things and exercise is a critical thing. And even if you are walking, do not discount going out for a walk 30 minutes twice a day as a way to exercise and get the blood flowing. It's really important. And my first one here is to create positive habits. Exercise is one of those positive habits. And what I say in this one when I'm working with people is to list out the habits you have. Write them down. And sometimes we have positive habits. Sometimes we have neutral habits. And other times, especially in recovery, you may have a negative habit that's going to actually put your recovery at risk. When you write your habits down, you will be able to see what those habits are. And once you see them, focus on the positive ones because those are important. And I'm going to say exercise is one of the most important ones up there. What's next on your list, Kevin? Next for me is prayer and meditation. 
For me, you know, we hear prayer and I think sometimes we think of church and uh, we think of meditation and maybe we think of some weird person like all Zen like, you know, doing all that stuff. But for me, it's just very simple. You know, I start every morning as part of my routine with prayer and I'll call it meditation. You know, sometimes it's longer than other times, but sometimes it's just taking a deep breath, grounding myself and just kind of letting go of everything that's going on in my head just to start the day off right. So it's not always something crazy or something that's that's super like deep. It's it's sometimes just as simple as a deep breath and that's it. I love that. I begin my day meditating. Yet when I first wake up, I have a meditation about how the day is going to go. And that really has me get out of bed in a more empowered space. And yeah, you're right. Often meditation is considered this wooey-wooey thing, but meditation is a way to quiet the mind. And if you can quiet the mind, I promise you, you can handle anything that life throws at you. Anybody that knows me out there knows my brain and mind is going crazy. And when they look at me, are they, they, if they know me, they're thinking meditation and that guy, not a chance. Probably just the way that I even talk on the podcast, I'm kind of a fast talker, fast thinker, fast mover, everything I'm doing. It is so vital for me. And if I can do meditation, I think anybody can do meditation. And that's something, one thing that you did teach me, Jim, and uh, through coaching and just also through the workshops at, at, uh, when I was in treatment was taking a breath. It's sometimes as simple as taking a breath and being like, all right. Let's think about how this day is going to go. Let's have some, you know, think, think about what's going to happen. Let everything go. Let all of my preconceived notions go and just breathe for a minute. And my mind slows down. My anxiety slows down. And it's just, it brings me a lot of peace. It's, it's why it's such a huge part of me, because if my mind keeps going crazy and I never slow it down, which I slow it down using the, the first thing I said, exercise. And then the second thing I said, you know, meditation and, and prayer if I don't do that, then I'm going to end up probably drinking or using again. And for those of you listening, I'm going to show you how easy it is to meditate. And if you are driving while you're listening, do not do this. But if you're listening and you're sitting in a calm space, I just want you to do one thing. Just close your eyes and take a deep breath in and a full breath out. While I'm talking, keep taking that deep breath in and that full breath out. Notice while you're breathing in and exhaling while listening to me, you can literally let all of your thoughts go with each breath in and each exhale within five to seven breaths you will notice that you can clear everything out of your head. And once everything is cleared out of your head, you are in a much better space to literally take on anything coming at you, whether it's just your busy day at work, whether it's the fact that a tree fell within three feet of your prize project that you've been working on for the last four months, a deep breath in and a full exhale out will return you to a space of internal peace. And especially in recovery, 
if we can get back to internal peace, it is one of the little things that is going to make an incredible difference. This is going to lead me into my next one, which is scheduling your downtime. Enemy number one of recovery is boredom. And oftentimes, especially when you get out and you're just newly sober, you have a lot of downtime. And if you just sit there waiting for the downtime to be filled, you're going to fall back into old mental patterns. But yet, if you schedule your downtime, and I don't care if that's watching a TV show, watching some sports, get your downtime scheduled so that the mind does not drift into boredom and into old thinking patterns. I love that, Jim. And my next one is, is something that's kind of along those lines, because I think as soon as you quit drinking or you quit, use, quit using your drug of choice, you do have a lot more time on your hands. So you have to fill that time with things. So, you know, we talked about exercise. You talked about the good habits, talking about their scheduling your, your downtime. And for me, another thing that I schedule is, is recovery meetings. And it's important to me because it fills a lot of that time that I've opened up by stopping my, my using and my drinking. And we'll talk more about why those recovery meetings are important in my next two. I can't, you know, can't use up, use it all up now. You know, those recovery meetings are, are, are huge for me. And I, I get it. People are out there like, oh, great. Here goes Kevin preaching these meetings again to me and all that. And, and it's definitely, first off, it's not the, I've had people reach out to me and say stuff. And the meetings are not what keep me sober at all, period. It's the program that I work. It's the action that I take that does it. But what the meetings do do is they, they help me stay kind of accountable to a group of people, but also to keep my focus on, on what I'm doing and the actions that I'm taking. So for me, one of the little things that I do is go to a recovery meeting. And the beauty of recovery meetings is I've traveled all over the country, all over the world actually now, and I've been able to find recovery meetings close to me, um, whether I've been in Africa or I've been all over the United States or anywhere that I've been. You can find it. And it's kind of a lifeline. If you start to get that boredom, you start to get those things, you can find a meeting to go to, whether it's Zoom or in person. It's, a, it's one of the little things that, that helps me. Yeah. And one of the things I'm going to add to that is if AA is not your thing, check out Smart Recovery. If AA or Smart Recovery, if neither one of them are your things, gather a group of like-minded friends and sit down and have conversations. Because when you meet with the intention of strengthening your recovery, what is going to emerge is everybody involved is going to become stronger. Last thing I'll say, Jim, because everybody knows that uh, I'll have to throw this in there is whatever you do, whether it's smart recovery, AA, celebrate recovery, NA, whatever A out there, you actually have to do it to know if it works or not. Yes. Go so you have and to experience it for a number of times, not just once. You can't walk into one meeting and say, I don't like these people. I'm going to, I'm going to, the whole thing is off. You have to go to a number of meetings. Yes. And investigate the program and, and take the action that the program calls you to take. Um, because a lot of times what I found that people have is, and I'm quoting a book, but is contempt prior to investigation where we say it doesn't work and all that before we really try it or we investigate it. So I think that it's important that whatever we're doing, we try it with, with our whole heart and we, we give it a, a shot. And again, it, 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 not everything's for everybody. Whatever's keeping you sober, I'm pretty much for it. 
So uh, we, we're not trying to encourage one path uh, to recovery. We know the path that I push people towards um, a lot of times. Um, but again, I'm not against other paths if they work for people. Well, and the thing is, is it's like life. You have to find the path that works for you. And you said it yourself. You got to work it. And one of the aspects of working it is going to lead into my next point, which is to begin noticing your thoughts. Because I really believe in my coaching, I work with people literally to have them so understand their thoughts that the byproduct is them training their thoughts. We have positive thoughts, we have neutral thoughts, and we have negative thoughts. In recovery, a neutral or a positive thought will keep your recovery safe. Now, negative thoughts are natural. We all have them. It's your ability to see that a negative thought is arising and not focus on it and move it more towards a neutral or a positive thought. And you can give that in any different, in any one of a number of ways. And this is going to lead into my next one, which I'm just going to do back to back here, because are you in a positive or a negative thought space? And this is different from the last one because I want you to begin to see what thought space you're in. I want you to begin to understand that the mind floats from positive to negative thoughts. It's okay. The thing is, though, when you're in a negative thought, it's doing the work to shift out of that and shift into a more empowered state. Yeah, Jim, I like that. And that goes into my next one. And it really it ties pretty much all of them that we've already said was doing all of these things can help us get into more positive mindset. But my next one is talking to someone who gets it. Um, I, it's simple. Uh, calling someone, uh, texting, communicating, whatever it is, with someone who, who understands you know, your struggle or understands you, someone you can trust that you can talk to. And it's important that that person that you're talking to can do what you just said, Jim. They can help you look internally and look at your thoughts and see where your thought process is. You know, I use you all the time for this. I use a lot of other people too, but, you know, call and start to just talk through my thoughts and you can be like, okay, let's look at this maybe from an outside perspective. And then I realized that I'm having many negative thoughts or my mind isn't really is going crazy or whatever it is. It is nice. And then that goes into my next one, which is my favorite. I have a, a sponsor in the program that I'm in and my favorite thing that he would say to me is anytime that I start to feel negative or I start to kind of get down or anything like that, he'll say, have you helped anyone today? He asked me, have you served anyone? Have you helped anyone? And that's where my fifth one is. And, and probably the most important one for me is, is helping and serving other people. And that can be as simple as just listening to someone. It can be, it can be uh, all kinds of different things. Um, that's why I like to go to those recovery meetings as well. I can, I can help clean up. I can help talk to people. I can listen to other people's problems, all kinds of stuff, but it gets me out of my own head and it really shifts my mindset. Like you said, from negative to positive thoughts, where I start to realize maybe some gratitude that I have in my life. There is something so powerful with assisting another person. Anytime we are of service to another, we make a profound difference. And actually, sometimes you do not even realize the difference that you make. I've led workshops to over 30,000 people. 
and I'll be walking in my city and somebody will come up and they'll be like, hey, do you remember me from such and such a facility? And usually I don't. And they're like, well, they're like, that makes sense. And, they're, and they'll tell me what I said that really assisted them. And it's funny because often I don't even remember it. But I know that by being in front of people and by being of service, other people's lives shift. And at the end of the day, we are committed that your recovery shift. We are committed that you create such a difference in life that life actually becomes incredible and amazing. And I have one more that I want to share. And this last one is listen to podcasts, whether it's about business, whether it's about spirituality, whether it's about recovery, find podcasts that have a positive influence on you. In the morning after I get up, once my coffee has been made, I actually listen to any one of a number of podcasts because they fire me up and they get me ready for the day mentally. The mind can go any one of a number of ways. I mean, this morning, I have to be honest, I got up as soon as the sun got up and I saw this tree had crushed a picnic table and was within three feet of my pet project that I have been diligently working for the last three or four months. I took a break and I listened to a few podcasts to make sure. And this is going to bring me into the, the context of perspective because one of the things is perspective in recovery is everything. Someday we'll have to do a full episode about this. How you create your perspective will create the strength you have in your will of character to stay strong in your recovery. And know that we are committed that you be strong in your recovery. That's why we do this program. Jim, I, I completely agree with you. And I, I, I think that the, the point of this program and this podcast is to just help people. It's one of those little things, actually, I should have said this, is recording these podcasts and then talking to people who've listened to the podcast. Uh, it's been one of, the, one of the most helpful things in my recovery. And, you know, with that, um, just to close out, you know, we, we've hoped you've enjoyed this episode and hopefully there's a few things that you can take, whether it's a uh, you know, something Jim said or something that I said that you can just put in your tool belt uh, to strengthen your recovery, you know, and, and to elevate your sobriety. If you've liked this podcast, we ask that you please share it with your friends, rate us, maybe make a post on your uh, social media page, linking people to it. The more people that we can reach, the more people that we can help. And, and that's, that's the goal. So until next time, we hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. And thank you very much for listening. Yes. Thank you. Create a great day.